Blog Talk Radio. A little nervous there. <laughs> That's, by the way, going to be on the show. Yeah. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Three and Out. I'm your host, Sammy G. And as always, beside me here is the Doc. Doc, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. How you doing? Uh-uh. All right, another, another night. Let's make sure you get that cleared up. Yep. You good? Let's get this thing ready to roll. Tonight's yeah. episode, I want to say uh, thank you for everyone listening. Tonight's episode is sponsored by the Oyster Pub, uh, Corner Tavern with 45-plus TVs playing sports plus pool, DJs, and a big menu of pub grub. <laughs> I can't ever get through it whenever that song comes up. <laughs> <laughs> Is there no greater song than the blue, <laughs> the blue oyster? There it is, buddy. There it is. We have comedy gold. Radio gold. I can't even get through the through the sponsorship here. Let me try this again. Oyster pub. <laughs> Turn it off, dude. I can't concentrate. <laughs> They're going to want the gift certificate back and I'll stop laughing. Yeah, the Oyster Pub, Corner Tavern with 45-plus TVs playing sports, plus pool DJs and a big menu of pub grubbing, including oysters. Uh, 555 Seabreeze Boulevard in Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, Doc, I know you love the, the char-grilled oysters there. They also have a phenomenal they, cook, cook salad. I don't know if you've ever been there, but they have a great cook salad. Cook salad? That's a chef salad to most people, but... I don't know if they have chefs in the oyster pub, so I call it a cook salad. Well, there you go. There it is. It's phenomenal. So it's a chef salad, though. Yeah. You you sent me a picture along oh. with your four 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 cups of uh, salad dressing. I think those are called uh, souffle cups. Not not like I don't want people to think I sent you four coffee cups full of of balsamic vinaigrette. There you go. That's it's, it. It's a big salad, though. I don't know if you've seen it before. It's uh. Yeah. It's not. It's not small. No, it looked good. It looked good. It's 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 excellent, actually. Also tonight, uh, we've got uh, Indianapolis Colts defensive back Pierre Desir on to talk about the NFL Combine. Uh, tonight's show actually is about the NFL Combine, so we'll get him on to talk about uh, uh, what we're doing and uh, talk about the NFL Combine and see what his thoughts were uh, about going through that process. Uh, a few years ago, actually, Pierre went through that process uh, in, uh, excuse me, in uh, 2013, I believe, 2014, uh, which was uh, it's a great story on Pierre this year, and we'll get into everything about Pierre, uh, but you're going to love this kid, uh, just what he went through to get to where he was and where he is now. Uh, it's a great, it's a great, uh, it's a great story. Yes, it is. Doc. You might may, may want to turn that down back there. Yeah, yeah, that's a rookie mistake there. It happens. What are you going to do? So, Doc, uh, 2018 NFL Combine, scouting Combine is uh, on the horizon here. Uh, we've gone through uh, through the uh, to the regular season. Uh, and for those that are listening about the NFL Combine, I, I wanted to pull something up to kind of give you guys an idea of how uh, – kids are selected to go there. I know that's probably a question that everybody wants to know, like how are guys selected, who are selected and why they're selected uh, to play, to uh, actually participate. 
But all 32 NFL teams are invited to provide an input on draft-eligible players, uh, which is used by the player selection committee selected to select, excuse me, each year's participants. The directors of both national and Blesto scouting services. And Doc, I was asking about the Blesto earlier. Have you ever, you've heard of the Blesto scouting before? No, you you were asking me about that. I'm not sure what that is. Any idea what Blesto stands for? I, I don't even know what words you're saying. Blesto? Blesto, yes. Spell it. B-L-E-S-T-O. No. I do not so the know bless- that. The blesto in scouting, uh, in, when you're when you're involved in the scouting end and the personnel end of college and pro pro football, the blesto scouting report is a scouting report that was it's kind of like a it's like a almost like an FBI style uh, need to know basis type of document that goes around uh, and tells you where the kids are slated to projected to go and where their draft grades are. And the BLESSO actually stands for Bears, Lions, Eagles, and Steelers Talent Organization. When the NFL started, those were the teams that got involved in the scouting services only. And those four teams were actually kind of created this thing called the BLESSO Report. And the rest of the league kind of took their advice and and did what they said when it came to scouting. So pretty pretty interesting uh, history right there on the BLESSO Scouting Report. Are they still still using using that now? They'll use it to this day, yes, sir. Who who uh, who who figures that out? The Bears, Lions, Eagles, and Steelers. No, no <laughs> way. The, those those three teams still do it. Well, now that the Blesto has become a national uh, or kind of like a league wide thing, every team uh, has a actually not every team only select the teams that decide they want to have it actually have a Blesto scout on their in their scouting department, and one person is designated. Uh, as the Blesto scout from each team. Uh, not every team decides that they want to have one. It's pretty interesting how that, how it goes along. But anyway, let me finish here. The Blesto scouting service, which is combined, represents it only represents 28 NFL teams. So there you go. 28 of the 32 uh, have a Blesto uh, scout on their staff. Uh, they're joined by members of various NFL player personnel departments to form the committee. The participating NFL executives can rotate on a yearly basis and remain anonymous. So they don't even have to say who the Blesto scout is at, at the team. All eligible players are reviewed and voted on by the committee members. Each athlete receiving the necessary number of votes by position is then extended an invitation, which is, excuse me, while it is not a perfect science, the goal of the committee is to invite every player that will be drafted in the ensuing NFL draft. So there you go. People want to know how people get invited to the NFL Combine. There it is. They have a national scout, the Blesto scout from each team, all 32 teams uh, combined. And then what they do is they they kind of decide who's drafting and who's draft eligible based on all the information gathered by all the teams. And they decide who's going to be drafted. And those are the participants that get invited uh, to the NFL draft uh, scouting combine. Pretty interesting, so huh, Doc? Yeah, do you know the two teams that don't have scouts on it? That's a great question. I do not. I do not uh, know I, that information right now. That'd be interesting uh, to know. I wonder why. I wonder why they chose to opt out. It doesn't seem like it's very fair, but who knows? Yeah, no. There's, yeah, actually, yeah. There's four teams that don't have a Blesto uh, a Blesto scouting report uh, representative. So I don't know. 
That's a great question. Mm-hmm. We should find out, and then maybe I can find out why those four teams have opted out of the uh, the Blesto. I'm guessing of those four teams, those four teams have national scouts, which also uh, provides information uh, towards the uh, the uh, the committee who actually decide on who's going to make it and who's going to be invited uh, to the uh, not to the NFL Combine. However, I can tell you though, Doc. That's always, like this is not an exact science because there's guys that get invited to the combine after a great senior or a senior bowl or a great East-West Shrine game. Uh, so guys get invited all, all, all the time. And actually, Pierre Desir, who we're having on tonight, is one of those guys who did not have a grade to be draft eligible uh, coming out of college as a, senior, as a senior, but went to the East-West Shrine game and uh, had a phenomenal game, got invited from there to the senior bowl, had a phenomenal senior bowl. And then next thing you know, he's at the NFL combine and had one of the highest, uh, uh, one of the long, excuse me, one of the longest broad jumps in uh, combine history, uh, which ended up getting him drafted uh, later on that year. So uh, although they try to make it a, uh, you know, a, a foolproof document, it's not always uh, exact. So a little information on the scouting combine. Yeah, it's interesting. If if anybody has any questions about that or wants to, you know, kind of chat about the combine or anything uh, sports, give us a call, 657-383-1684. That's 657-383-1684. So the combine, as you guys all know, is in Indianapolis, Indiana. I believe it starts uh, two weeks from tomorrow, basically, I believe, if my math is correct. Um, and it goes through uh, – starts Wednesday and goes through uh, Sunday, Saturday or Sunday. Um, so it's a, it's a quite the show. Definitely. And we're going to get into, uh, you know, what the what we're looking at, what the guys are looking at, what teams are looking at at the Combine. And also, uh, from a doctor's perspective, we're going to figure out how and what the uh, medical staff is looking at when they, when they kind of go through and, and physical these guys uh, as well. But we're also going to have uh, someone who's actually been there. So Pierre will give us an opportunity to talk to us about how and what he went through uh, as a rookie going to the NFL Combine, and especially as a small school guy, which I think is great because it kind of gives a better, uh, you know, kind of a better picture of, you know, what he went through. And, you know, I'm always curious to see how these young, uh, you know, small school guys act and react when they kind of get around these bigger helmets. You know, we talked to Marcus Martin earlier in the year, Doc, about uh, – excuse me, a couple of weeks ago, actually, after the East-West game about, you know, what what his thought process was when he started seeing Ohio State and Michigan and, and Penn State and, and Florida and Florida State on the helmets next to him and across from him. So it'll be interesting to see what a D2 Lindenwood guy, uh, you know, what his thought process was uh, going into the uh, NFL Combine as well. Doc, uh, you know, around the league, or excuse me, even around, we talked a little bit last week about our guys that are coming out that were on the All-Florida team. Uh, that have been invited to the uh, uh, to the NFL Combine uh, this year. Of the guys we mentioned last week, Doc, who, who do you think of those guys? Do you see, you know, having the best uh, the best results and and even maybe having the best uh, draft grade coming out of there? Uh, well, you dropped you dropped uh, drop one on me there. I don't have my list in front of me here, but um, you know, certainly I'm, I'm partial to the. Uh, uh, to the young man from UCF, uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Help me out, the linebacker, Shaquem Griffin or Shaquem Griffin. Oh, Shaquem Griffin. Shaquem Griffin. Shaquem Griffin. Yeah, I'm partial to him and, and what he's been able to accomplish, and 
and and the will to succeed in the face of adversity. So I, I know that I'm going to be uh, rooting for him to to do well. Um, I think from the University of Florida, I think uh, Eddie Pinheiro will, uh, as a kicker, um, you know, may not be a high-rated position as far as draft goes, but but I think as a kicker, he's going to be pretty impressive hitting some 60 and 70 yarders. Well, listen, I think you know we we, we grew up in a town where Sebastian Janikowski came from uh, came from, and you know I guess kickers have got a tall order when it comes to kicking at the NFL Combine, although. You know, we saw with uh, the kid from Florida State, Doc, what was this kid's name uh, that came out last year for uh, uh, oh, second round? I'm blanking on his name. Yeah, the, the kid, uh, second, yeah. But Tampa Bay took him. I can't remember. Yeah, what was this guy's name? Jesus, Murphy. I, I can't believe we're doing that. Uh, we're getting old. We're getting old, my man. We're getting old. <laughs> Somebody call in and tell us our name, his name. That's funny. I don't know. Um, Move on. Excuse me, Aguayo. That's what it is. Aguayo. Yeah, Roberto, cool. Roberto Aguayo. Roberto Aguayo. Uh, God bless. We are, we are getting old, man. Maybe I got pre. I, I've told people I've got pre CTE setting in. I hope that's not. I hope that's not happening. But I, I just can't remember anything at this point. There's um, no pre about it. There's no pre about it. You, you've got full fledged CTE at this point. Yes. <laughs> it's not very nice, but thank you. Uh, Roberto Aguayo, <laughs> Roberto Aguayo, second round pick uh, out of Florida State, it was probably the most accurate kicker I think in college football history uh, when it came to uh, PATs and field goal. Uh, second round pick by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers only lasted uh, a second. It seemed like it lasted one year in Tampa. He had a cup of coffee in Chicago, a cup of coffee in Carolina, uh, and right now he's with the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, but you know, kicking is never a full, uh, foolproof thing, but Eddie Pinheiro, probably one of the best there is going today. Uh, and also a member of the all Florida team. So, uh, we're always going to be rooting. We're also going to be rooting for Eddie Pinheiro. That was a clean sweep, by the way, by, uh, by the Florida team there. We had, uh, both Johnny Townsend and I believe Johnny Townsend also is attending, uh, the, the combine this year. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be there as well. Now, Johnny Townsend also does a lot with the medical, if I'm not mistaken, Doc. He does some things with the medical, uh, in the medical field at University of Florida, or he does some community community work there with the uh, medical staff there. Do you know anything about that over there, Doc? Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a good kid. He, uh, he's he got some charity um, things he works with, I think some pediatric oncology charity programs, um, you know, but uh, he's a good kid who's uh, hopefully be very successful. Well, listen, the good news about NFL Combine episode today is we're going to have Pierre Desir uh, from the Indianapolis Colts on uh, to talk about what's going on uh, at the NFL Combine. I can't actually can't wait to get Pierre on. Uh, Pierre is a great story. Small school guys don't very often get invited to this to the NFL Combine, Doc. And, uh, you know, it, it's great to have uh, to have someone like Pierre. He's actually a great kid, and you're going to enjoy talking to him uh, when he gets on here. Uh but we're going to talk to him. I think we got. I think we got Pierre. Uh, he's on there now. It looks like we're ready to rock and roll. Oh, let's hit it. Let's get. Let's Good get Pierre on here. As as, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Just for you, my man. Just for you. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, Pierre this year. You're on. You're on the three and out show with Sammy G. Your buddy Sammy G. Obviously. Uh, and my co-host, the Doc. Doc, this is Pierre Desir from Indianapolis Colts. Hey, Pierre, how you doing? It's the Doc. How in the world did you uh, pick 
did you pick Papa Roach as your uh, your coming song? Uh, it was uh, it was actually the it was the it was my song in uh, high school. That's what uh, got me uh, pumped and hyped for the uh, for games for Friday nights. So that's it's a song that I mean I still play that song to this day before games, and this always gets me hyped before the game. Nice Great song, man. A great song. Uh, a little bit about Pierre Desir. Pierre Desir from Lindenwood University, uh, 2013 Cliff Harris Award winner, 2012 and 13 first team AFCA Division II All-American, 2009, 2012, 2013, excuse me, All-MIAA uh, first team. Uh, Pierre also drafted uh, in 2014 in the fourth round by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. He's by the Cleveland Cleveland Browns. He probably would have rather been drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers, to be honest <laughs> with you. But uh, by the Cleveland Browns um, from uh, from St. Louis, Missouri. Went to uh, Howell Central uh, there in St. Louis. Actually born in uh, Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Doc, I don't know if you knew that or not. By my buddy here, Pierre. I did not know that. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, and we were actually. Uh, both from the same university at Lindenwood University. In fact, I used to talk to Pierre, and I, Pierre, I don't know if you remember the couple, one of the first times we spoke, but I sent you a message. I believe it was in was, was it in French? I told you happy birthday in French, or or uh, what is the language hello, that they said, uh, I believe you said uh, passe. You said hello, and in, uh, in uh, Creole. 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 Yeah. That's what it was. That's yes, see, Doc, that's how you get long lasting friends. You start talking to them in their native <laughs> tongue, and next thing you know, Pierre Desir is your buddy for life. Yeah, that's impressive. That's very impressive. <laughs> anyway, Pierre Desir, uh, we're glad to have you on, man. It's a, it's our NFL Scouting Combine show. And uh I just you know, I've been kinda talking to Doc about it, but uh, you know, we want to find out more about you, Pierre. Obviously we know that uh obviously you're playing for the Indianapolis Colts right now, you're drafted by the yep. Browns. You've also been to Seattle and San Diego in that stint. Uh, but for you, Pierre, as a small school guy coming out of, out of Lindenwood University, can you kind of walk us through what your, your, your path was? I know you went to the East-West Shrine game. Uh, you did well. You got invited to the Senior Bowl. And then kind of things just kind of escalated from there. Can you kind of talk to us about that process a little bit? Uh, yeah, that, you know, that process is uh, it's a long process is a long training process like uh like you said I played in the east-west shrine game and then right after the game I flew into the uh, senior bowl and I played uh that game and I was out there for that week and um you know prior to those all-star games I was uh training in uh in Dallas training for training for the combine training for the all-star games and just getting my mind ready and my bo- my body ready for the long journey ahead but uh you know it's it's a, it's a lot of training i mean five six hours a day training just for uh those certain events um in the combine and for the all-star games is it was more just technique wise and just playing and just practicing and, and getting myself ready to go up against uh guys that you know i didn't get to play play against but you know it's just it's a lot of training man i mean it's <laughs> I'm just yeah. every, every day I was just I was just working out and training. When you were when you were at the East West game though, Pierre, if I'm not mistaken, you had no idea when you went there that you'd be going to the Senior Bowl and to the Combine. 
did that not, did that kind of all just kind of domino fall for you when you went to the East West? You kind of killed it. They said, "Hey, we're going to fly to this to the Senior Bowl right away." And then next thing you know, you're uh, you're in the combine. Is that is that kind of how it went for you? Um, actually, I um I got my combine in, invite uh for my East West invite. So I was only expecting just to go to the combine and not play in any All Star games. And then I got uh, an invite to the East West Shrine game, and I uh, I did well enough uh, to play in the Senior Bowl. But I didn't know until the day before the the East West game that I was gonna play at the Senior Bowl. And uh, you know I thought I was gonna get a little bit of time, you know, at least a day after the game. But uh, right after the right after the East West Shrine game, I. I flew in that night, got in Mobile um, early in the morning, and just went right to practice. Hey, Pierre, it's the, it's the doc. I, I was there uh, with the Dolphins when you came through in the Combine. So mm-hmm. can you tell the um, our listeners what the medical experience is like there? Because <laughs> I, I think it's kind of a, an eye-opening experience for you guys walking in there. You're basically uh, lab rats there for about uh, four hours. But yeah, tell me what that experience was like. Oh uh, well, you you go into multiple rooms and there's all the team doctors, and they all ask you questions about previous injuries and even if you had an injury in like the third grade, they want to see if that's uh, not bothering you. So you <laughs> so you have about you know four or five doctors, one's pulling on your arm, one's you know pulling on your neck, and you know got one couple of them examining your toes and fingers just to see if everything's working and they're all just trying to see if there's anything wrong and even if it's the slightest thing you might have to get an MRI and uh and that's another four or five hours at the hospital um because there's a lot of guys at the combine so it's just like uh they're just out there just trying to see what is wrong with you and if you did have an injury they're trying to see if the injury still uh exists so it's just they're just, they're just out there just picking at you, just four or five doctors at a time just picking at you. Did, did anybody give you guys advice going into that about uh, – because, you know, if my, my memory serves me correctly, you know, the information they get is basically the information that you give them. But did anybody give you guys advice about what to say or is it basically just go in there and just tell, you know, tell your history? I, you know, I just went in there and was just honest with them. Um, you know, I didn't really have any injuries in college, um, but they wanted to know even if you had a bruised uh, wrist or, or anything. They just, you know, they wanted to be cautious and just wanted to make sure they, they took their chance and just to make sure the guys were who they say they were and if they did have any issues, just to um, just to check up on them. So they did do their uh, – they did – put all their work into it. Um, it was, that was one of the longer, longer days. Um, but you know, it's it part of the process and it's, uh, one of the worst parts of the process, but you got to do it here. So let's, let's, uh, kind of walk through this for everybody. So you get to the combine, uh, is, is the medical part, the beginning part of it, or is that, uh, is that kind of, do they just do that first and then they set you free or, how does that go from there? What's the process after so, that? Well, when you when you fly in, uh, when you actually fly in into Indy in Indianapolis, um, 
Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, you you check in, you get your name tag and everything, and you do a um, it's a it's a like a hamstring test to test the strength of your hamstrings and your strength of your legs. So um, just right off the bat, they're already running tests, and then everything else is kind of broken up. So uh, one of the days you'll have uh, a bench press in the morning. Um, the next day you'll have an early morning drug test. Uh, uh, but the doctor visits is kind of mixed in to interviews with the media. Um, just some guys, they do the visit, and they're they're only there for a couple hours. But some guys, they're there for the whole day, and they got to do MRIs. So it's kind of just like they try to fit you in with the with the media interviews. But uh, if if you're unlucky like some, you have to go to the hospital and spend all day there. I, I, I guess based on that experience, you can empathize, empathize with a, a guy like Reuben Foster losing his mind after being at the hospital all, all day uh, last year, the year after, right? Well, yeah, you know they they wake you up uh, they wake you up early in the morning, so you're already tired, um, and then you have to go through meetings, uh, and you got all these doctors. Like I said, they're tugging at you, tugging at your arm, your legs. Maybe something didn't hurt, but, you know, after the fact that it's probably hurting then, after. Um, so you're just, I mean, it's, it's just a long process, and there's so many guys in there, and you, you really have to have, <laughs> really have to have patience because it is a very long process. So when you get there, when you get there, Pierre, you're, you're, you got a you got a LU sticker on your helmet. You're the only one there with an LU sticker at that time. Uh, in fact, yep. if I'm not mistaken, you're the first Lindenwood kid to be uh, to be selected to go uh, in recent history to the uh, NFL Combine. But you show up, you got Ha Ha Clinton Dix from Alabama, you got Lamarcus Joyner uh, from Florida State, uh, you got Darquez Denard from Michigan State. You see all these uh, big schools that you know a, a small school probably guy always dreamed about being at. Uh, what was your thought process there? Did did you get intimidated by those helmets, or was it just another day at the office for you? And tell us how the process, like what 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 did what was your schedule like? Did you go right into forties? Did you have time to? Were you sitting around a lot? How, how did it go for you when you when it came to your day to be out there? Um, well, first, uh, I think for me because I was able to play in the Senior Bowl and the the East West uh, Shrine game, you know, I was, I, I went against those guys. So I was, so I wasn't really at the combine. I wasn't intimidated because I already got to go against some of the receivers and uh, get to, and I got to see some of the defensive backs. So um, that, that didn't really phase me. Um, but the schedule, uh, you know, one, uh, one of the days uh, you wake up and you have a drug test and, and they wake you between 3 and 6 a.m., and you have a drug test that morning. And uh, after that, you have meetings. Um, you have a concussion-slash-psychology um, test um, that all teams take, uh, that all teams have players take just to just to see how, how you are thinking, thinking-wise, and, how you, how you can handle certain uh, certain adversities and how you do and how are your skills. Um, so you have a drug test, you have meetings, um, and then you get 
a time window to go check out like the Nike suite, Adidas suite, Under Armour suite. Um, there's actually like Nike has like a barbershop in the suite, so you can get your hair cut um, before the big 40 day. But everything's broken up into certain certain days, and at nighttime you kind of have like a speed dating slash interview slash meet as many coaches as you possibly can. And uh, there's a horn that goes off to let everyone know that that time's up, and that's around 11, 12. And then the next day you wake up uh, very early to do the bench press. Um, so everything's just kind of breaking down, broken down um, schedule-wise. But it's a it's an all-day all day event, and one of the last days is your 40 and your field uh, field work. Hey Pierre, did you do the uh, the Adidas uh, wear the special cleats, try to win a uh, hundred grand kind of thing when you were there? Uh, no, I went for comfort, so I uh, I was uh, I wore the most comfortable shoes because uh, that the field work and the forty was very important to me, so I was just trying to make sure I was comfortable. As a small school a small school player, Pierre, you know I hate to say that because I always. When I was at Linwood, I felt like Linwood was as good as uh, as the University of you know Alabama. But uh, as a small school guy, you know, quote unquote, uh, when you when you got there, uh, did you feel overwhelmed at all by what was happening? You know, because you know you're not used to kind of having you know staying in great hotels and you know kind of seeing all those general managers and and those and 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 all the personnel that's there uh when they when those guys interviewed you did they have an opportunity excuse me did they have an opportunity to interview you while you were there and go through that process uh yes uh so you have uh so there's two type of interviews that you have with teams official interview and unofficial interview uh but before i get into that you know i i watched the combine you know for years i remember uh maxine um some of my teachers if i could leave class early just to go see the just to go see the drills so um it was a moment that I always dreamed about doing and and I knew once I got that opportunity especially being from a small school I was just gonna make sure I take advantage of it um but you do have to you know take a step back because you see so many you get to meet the, the coaches and there's some of the players and the staff um that uh that you watch on tv so it was you you're kind of in awe but at the same time, you know, this is part of your dream and you know you worked hard to get there. Um, so it was just something that I was blessed and uh, thankful for. Um, and so the other interviews, the two interviews, one is the, the speed dating type interview where you get to sit down and you actually go to table to table and meet with the different coaches and, and they have, you know, various questions that they ask you. And then the second interviews are official interviews where, you sit down in a room, and it's the GM, head coach, different personnel, and they just ask you every question in the book. Um, I was asked to draw some of the plays. Um, they ran through the film with me, and um, that one's the, the more intense and more official. The other one's more like a laid-back uh, type uh, scenario. But uh, they're both very important interviews. And, uh, I, you know, for me, I took it very seriously. Pierre, are you, uh, I know at the end of the season, uh, you know, obviously you're a starting quarterback for the Colts. Yeah. Was it this year you had the big pick off Roethlisberger? Was that this year? Yeah, that was uh, this year, yes, sir. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations. But I know you got injured at the end of the season. How are things going for you? Did you hear me there? Hello? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know you got injured at the end of the season. How are things going for you? Uh, things are going well. I'm ahead of schedule. I feel good. You know, I feel like I can play right now, but I know it's a, it's a process, and I'm taking it day by day, and, uh, you know, I can't wait to get back out there. What exactly uh, did you do, Pierre? Because the docs here is an orthopedic, so I'm sure he'll want to know exactly what uh, what happened to you. Uh, it was a, a pec- pectoral uh, muscle injury. Uh, just tore a tendon in my uh, in my uh, in my pec. Um, luckily, it wasn't my shoulder. So uh, something that you know takes some time, but uh, I feel good, and you know I can't wait to get get out there and play with my guys. Hey Doc, what's the uh, what's the uh, rehabbing process for that kind of injury? Oh, well, I'm sure he's he's going through the, going through it. I mean, were you bench pressing? Is that how you heard it? No, it was actually during a game versus uh, Jacksonville, um, making a sideline tackle, a play that I made, you know, hundreds of times and even a couple weeks before, and it was just the the impact of the of the me and the me going against the uh receiver that just caused the that caused the uh the tear. Um Yeah. But, yeah, you know, you, you, it's, it's part of football. Yeah, yeah, he, he, you'll be fine. You'll you'll be back to 100%. That's a common injury usually surgery to put the tendon back and rehab and you'll be good to go. Pierre, are you out there when Rich Eisen runs his 40? I just want to know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know when they do that. I, I was actually wanting to see that live, but uh, they must do that at a different time because I don't think they want a, a crowd or they don't want uh, too many guys out there maybe trying to go against them or anything. But, no, I, I really wanted to see that, though. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, listen, Pierre, we want to. Uh, we don't want to keep you much longer. I, I know you, uh, you're a family man, and I know you want to uh, – Get back to your babies over there. But we want to thank you for being on the show, man. It's great to have you on, uh, especially coming from uh, from from Lindenwood, man. I, I'm a, you know, you and I are uh, lions for life, man. So uh, we want to thank you for being on the show. Everybody's listening. You can Absolutely. also find Pierre on Twitter uh, at Pierre underscore Desir. Uh, give him a follow on Twitter. Uh, all of our listeners can go on and, and check you out. Uh, Pierre Desir, 2014 uh, fourth round pick. Uh, by the Cleveland Browns. I want to say Cleveland Cavaliers because the Cleveland Browns also drafted Johnny Manziel that year, but thankfully you were the, you were a lot, you did a lot better than he did. So uh, we want to say uh, congratulations to you, man. We can be more proud of what you've done and, and how far you've come and Thank continue you. success, get healthy. And uh, we look forward to you picking off uh, big Ben more next year. Absolutely. I appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks for having me. You got it, brother. Congratulations so much. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Pierre. Take care, buddy. Have a good one.
Hello? I got nothing, dude. I can't hear you. I got nothing. I don't know if you're still on. Can anybody hear you? I hope so. I don't think so. Let's try to get back in here. I'm on. I mean, I mine says unmuted. I don't know. I got you. I got you pretty much going on here, Doc. Mine says you're unmuted here. I know, but I I can't hear you on here. You can't hear me. I think we're both out, dude. I think the show's over.